against every demonic oppression, every demonic attack. God, I break the powers of the enemy right now in Jesus' name. And God, as this word goes forth, God, I thank you that people are saying, what must I do to be saved? God, I thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit. He is my helper. He is my teacher. He is my comforter. He is my standby. He's the one that walks alongside of me. So, Holy Spirit, I cannot, I will not do it without you. So, as I open my mouth to teach God's people, I thank you, God, that you speak for me, that you speak through me in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. After this song, we're going to go into the word of God. Amen. song just says, in one place, in one tabernacle, with Jesus, in one place, in one tabernacle, with Jesus, there is no other place. Lift your hands in the room. I'm here because I want to be. I'm here because I choose to be. I'm here because I love to be. In your presence. I'm here because I want to be. I'm here because I choose to be. Because I love to be in your presence, and I find peace here, I find joy here, all I need is here in your presence, I find peace here, 
because I choose to be. Nobody forced me. I'm here because I love to be. Here because I choose. I've made a conscious decision. I'm here because I love to be right here in your presence. I find peace. I find joy. All I need is here in your presence. presence of the Lord. You don't want to come out of that place. Mm. When you spend time with God,
and you feel his presence all around you, and there's so much peace, there's so much love, and when his presence come in, it changes everything. It even change unforgiveness, y'all. It even opens up your heart of compassion and love and pity and sacrifice. It makes you want to give more. It makes you want to love more. Come on, the more you in his presence, you will not be the same. Nobody in here can tell me that who has been in his presence, that when you come out, you're doing what you did before you went in. When you come out of his presence, you're willing to bless those who curse you. You're willing to love those who hate you. And you begin to pray for those who despitefully use you. This is what you do when you're in the presence of the Lord. Nobody can tell me that when you're in his presence, you can't forgive. You can't love. There's a change. You can't hold on to things when you're in his presence because he's about love. No matter how bad somebody has hurt you, when you come before him, you loose it and you let it go. That's why I love y'all. Getting before him and saying, Father, what do you want to do about this? What do you want to say about this? Because I know what I want to do. But I'm coming to you because I want to hear from you. I want to hear from heaven. And y'all, it's time for saints, set-apart ones, to get over you. To get over you. I mean, to get completely over you. And how do you know you completely over you? When you're not serving you no more. I'm going to say it again. How do you know when you're over you? When you're not serving you no more. When you make it all about you, you're not over you. And another reason you know you're not over you because you're still exalting you. You won't come down. You stuck in pride. And you don't want to come down because you don't want people to know you were wrong. You stuck in the you mode. But people that are humble, they don't care what people think. They look to God. They look to him. They want to please him. They're not out to please man. See, if we quit trying to please man, we can please God. Amen? Open your Bibles to Hebrews 11.6. Y'all are very familiar with this passage of scripture, but I'm going to put you back into remembrance of it because God always brings us back into remembrance, and there's a reason. And we've been teaching on living by faith, y'all, and this can go on until Jesus come, because this is what we have to do to make it in this dying world, amen? In Hebrews 11.6, I'm reading out the expanded Bible, and it says, and without faith, look at your neighbor and say, without faith, faith. say without faith. It is impossible to please God. Say, without faith, no one can please God. Now, let's stop and think about that for a minute. It takes faith, y'all. 
So it says, without faith, no one can please God because anyone who comes to God must believe that he is real, that he exists. The Bible say anyone that comes to God must believe that he's real, that he exists, and that he rewards those who truly, listen at this, who truly want to find, earnestly, sincerely seek him. Those are the ones that he reward. Those that are truly seeking him. The ones that earnestly, that desires to find him and no one else. You may be seated. We're still talking about living by faith and we keep adding to it. And I want to start here because... We need faith in order to please God, and God knew this, and this is why he gave us faith. When we became born again, God gave us his kind of faith. We cannot live outside of faith because it's impossible to please him without faith. That's why he said the just shall live by faith. That's the only way we can live is by faith. We determine that faith is the substance, the assurance, the title deed. Of what we hope for. So whatever you're hoping for, it takes the faith in order for you to get it. It takes faith in order to get what you're hoping for. Because sometimes what we hope for, it does not look like it's reality. But when God gave us faith, he gave us the assurance. He gave us a title deed that's, that's helping us to believe in what we're hoping for. So now faith is the substance of things that we hope for and the evidence of things not yet seen. So what we have to understand is, though I do not see it naturally, I still believe what God says. Because we are supernatural beings. We have been teaching in Clem, dealing with believing that God exists. The problem is, and I'm, I just have to say it, some um, saints, some Christians don't really believe that God exists. <laughs> and how is that? How is that? We accepted him as our Lord. We accepted him as our Savior. So why are some Christians not believing that God exists? It is because when things come up in our lives, we go to other gods. We go to other means. So that's telling God, you don't believe I'm real. You don't believe that I exist because you go into other alternatives Instead of coming to the one that exists. And some people are saying, huh? Come on, I want you to think about it. Whomever you believe in, whomever you believe in, you believe that they exist, right? So you're going to go to them because you believe that they're real, correct? When you go to the bank to get money, the first thing you see is a teller. Do you see an empty chair? If you see an empty chair at the bank, you're looking for somebody to help you. Is that not right? Hello, somebody. You're looking for somebody to take your deposit slip so you can get back money. Because if nobody is in that chair, you're saying nobody can help me. Is that not right? When we go to a doctor's office, why do they call it a doctor's office? You're not really going to see the nurse. You're not going to see the receptionist. Where you, who you going to see? I want to see the doctor. Because you believe he have what you need, right? You know the nurse is there, but you came to see 
I know you're the nurse, but I don't need to see you. I need to see. So we believe that he exists, even though we had not literally seen his face. We don't even know if he's back there in that room. Only thing we know is I come to see the doctor. I'm here and you sign in and you wait on somebody you ain't quite seen yet. Right? So if they tell you the doctor is not in today, would you like to make another appointment? Yes, I would. Because I want to see. But when it comes to God and you feel like you don't get an answer. You feel like you don't hear him. You replace him. Hello? With someone else or something. Is that true? God, I haven't heard from you. God, you're not speaking to me. So I need to find another alternative. I need to find someone else. Because I'm not hearing from you. God, don't you know this is an emergency? God, don't you know that I need you? I want to ask you. Don't you know that God is still real? Don't you know that God still exists? Even though you haven't heard from him, he's still God. He's not going to change. He remains the same. The, The point of the matter is, how much do we trust him? Do we trust him enough to do like the word of God says? Those that wait upon the Lord. That he shall, y'all get this part. He shall renew your strength because you're waiting on him. I'm waiting on you, God. I don't hear you, but I'm going to wait on you because your word said as I'm waiting on you, you're going to renew my strength in the area that I'm waiting on you on. And then the word said, I'm going to begin to mount up. I'm going to mount up as an eagle. I'm going to soar. That means that eagle is way above the clouds. He's above the situations that's going on. Matter of fact, he's looking down. Right? So I'm going to wait on you, God. I'm going to be like that eagle. And being that I'm like that eagle, I'm going to run while I'm waiting. And I'm not going to what? I'm going to run and I'm not going to faint. I'm going to what? And walk and not. There go your answer. Did somebody get that answer? While you're waiting on God, he's not only got you just waiting. He's giving you strength. To wait on him. What man do do you like that? Nobody can do you like God. But you got to believe that God really exists in your time of trouble. He said, I'm a present help in the time of trouble. And the only way I can wait is because of the faith that I have in him and not in myself because God I know it ain't my time to leave this world yet so I'm gonna sit here and wait because you ain't told me to do nothing else but wait on you have we got to that point yet have we truly got to a point that we're saying God no matter what's going on around me I'm gonna wait on you And the reason why I'm waiting on you is because I'm trusting you. The reason why I'm trusting you because you're my answer. 
You're going to give me the answer. You're going to answer me, God. You know the appointed time. You all-knowing, God. You know everything about me. You know my rising up. You know my sitting down. You know my laying down. God, you know everything about me, God. You know the outcome because you omniscient, God. You all-knowing, God. God, you know. That's why David say, if I go to hell, God, you're there. You omnipresent. God, you're everywhere. No matter where I am, God, you are there. So why would I not lean and depend and trust in a God like that? That no matter where I am, God is there. He said, my people got to really believe that I exist. When you really truly believe that I exist, you will spend time with me. You will be before me. You would be in the, in the word. He's the word. Your answers come from the word. He said, you have to take the word in your situations when it don't look possible. He said, I'll take the impossible and I'll make it possible. He said, is there anything too hard for me? He didn't say if there was anything too hard for man. He said, is there anything too hard for me? He said, I am God. Come on, we can talk the talk, but God said it's time for you to walk what you're talking. It's easy to get hyped up, but when trouble comes, where is your hype? It is easy to tell people what you think, but when trouble hits your house, what are you thinking? Who is your God? Who is the one that you truly believe in? We're living in a time and always have lived in this time that it has to be God or nothing. And people feel like that this world can save them because they have put so much dependency on this world. The only way you can let go of this world is grab hold of God. There's no other way to let go of this world except by grabbing hold of God. And the more you grab hold of God, the more you let go of the things of this world. The more you realize these things cannot save me. They can't keep me. They can't protect me. They can't stand by me. They can't comfort me. Because after a while, I don't want them no more. Come on, marriages are failing. Because people get dissatisfied. I want something new. I'm tired of the same old thing, just a different day. That's why you need God in your marriage. That's the only way you can stand strong in your marriage. Because one day you're loving them, the next day, come here. Come on, tell the truth, shame the devil. You're smiling and telling them how you want to help, help them. But then while you're helping them, in your mind, you're beating them up. That's why you need Jesus. Because when you're beating a person up, the Holy Spirit begins to remind you of what the word of God is saying. Christ, men, you have to love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church, even though that wife is cutting the food, even though they don't want to cook, they don't want to clean, they don't want to do what they're supposed to do, you got to love them unconditionally, even though they got a big mouth, even though they make you look like a fool, even though they make you look crazy, you got to love them. That's who you chose to be with. And the only way you can do that is with God. 
is the only way, y'all. So you got to know. And the only way you're going to really know that God exists, y'all, truly, the more time you spend with him, you're going to know he exists because he's going to begin to manifest himself in ways that the world can't manifest themselves. He's going to begin to manifest himself when they turn you down for a loan that you need. And all of a sudden you say, God, you sent me there. This is what you told me to do. And then before you can get home, they're calling you back and they're saying something just happened. I don't know what it was, but we're going to give you that loan. It was God. That's what it was. So you still don't believe God exists because some things that you deserved. You didn't get because God existed. He gave you mercy and you didn't even deserve mercy. It was his goodness, his mercy, his loving kindness that he gave to us. And we act like he hadn't given us anything. God exists because all of us would be dead. And they're trying, they got these theories saying there is no God. They're teaching it in college. There is no God. They're changing people's minds about God. Why? Because the enemy don't want you to rely on God. The enemy wants you to rely on science. He wants you to rely on man and what they can do. But God has proven himself. He's letting people know outside of me. You can do nothing. So why can't we do it outside of him? Because he's the creator. The Bible say in the beginning, God created, God created, God created the heaven and the earth. That's what it says in the beginning. God created. It did not say man. Y'all catch hold of this. It did not say man. It said God created the heavens and the earth. He created it. Elohim. He was here before everything was here. Man didn't do this. God did this. Quit putting man in the place of God. He put man here, but he put man here to serve him. Y'all better catch this. And man don't want to. Because of the God of this world. The reason why you hear. God put you here to be his sons, his daughters, to rule over this earth, which belongs to God, but he turned it over to you. Y'all got to catch this. In the beginning, God created. He created everything the way he wanted it to be. He had help in his creation, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So let me ask you something. While you're here on earth, you cannot do it without the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They helped him create what you see. God created it by words. And after he created everything, that need to be created. Guess what he did, y'all? God is so awesome. God was setting up his family here on earth. He was placing his sons, his daughters here on earth to take care of the earth on his behalf. He said, I got heaven. He said, ain't nothing you need to do up here. So I'm, I'm going to tell y'all something. Quit singing them songs. I'm going home on the morning train. You going home on the morning train, but you coming right back here to earth. But the only thing good about you coming back here to earth, it ain't going to be taught like it is now. Can't wait till I get to heaven. You ain't staying up there in heaven. You coming back to, do you read your word? 
Swing low, sweet chair, Rian, coming forth to carry me. Swing low, sweet chair, Rian, coming forth to carry me. Where did that song come from? When I looked over Jordan, what did I see? Who? A band of angels coming after me. What's the other part? Y'all know it. Huh? It was at the end of the song? It wasn't, was it, Miss Mary? They had a reason for singing what they sung. They had to keep their mind right while they were where they were. They had to keep their mind on the Father. <laughs> so they come up with those songs during that time. We got raised off of those songs. So that's how we think that we should be. We're not slaves no more, people. We're free. I don't care how man try to put you in bondage. You better know you're free in him. Quit trying to free yourself. You're already free in him. Nothing that they can do should change who you are in him. No way they treat you. No way... Y'all better get into the word of God. I'm so sick and tired of people basing their life on what man do. Man going to be man until man leaves this earth. Until their heart is changed according to this word. The only difference that can be made is accepting Jesus. Y'all don't get it? Because when one thing die out, there's going to be another one that pop up. It's going to always be black against white. White against black. It's going to always be that as long as you're here on this earth. Please, y'all hear me. You're going to always have these riots. But how do we overcome these things? By knowing who we are. That's the only way you're going to overcome it. Nobody should be able to change who you are in him. But we want to stand up. Stand up for Jesus. If we stand up for Jesus, for what we're standing up for, everything else, y'all, this world would be changed. The enemy is about death. Let me go back into the teaching. Look at what God did, y'all. The earth was tore up. Nothing there. Nothing. Darkness. Y'all look at it. Darkness. It was nothing there. It was tore up. It had to take God to put things the way God know they should be. And he did it by speaking. Y'all don't catch it? He did it by speaking truth, which is the word. He spoke life. He spoke the word. And as he spoke it, guess what? It came into existence the way God wanted it to be. If we focus on the beginning, guess what? You can live through the end. If you focus on the beginning of what God did for us, he set it up the way he wanted it to be set up. After he set it up, the first thing he said, let us make man in our image. He didn't say cat, dog, nothing. He said, let us make man in our image. You should feel special because he took us. He created us in his image and in his likeness. That means that we were spirit beings. But God knew. He said, I'm going to give you dominion. 
That's the first thing he said. I'm going to create you in my image. I'm going to give you dominion over everything that I have made. Over everything that I have created. That means God said, I need for you to govern my creation. I need for you to govern my creation. How am I going to govern it? By my word. If anything is out of order, I want you to put it back in order according to my word. That's the only way it's going to be done is according to my word. Not your word, but my word. That's why Jesus said, I don't do nothing outside of the Father. Whatever I see the Father do, that's what I do. Whatever the Father say, that's what I say. Ask your neighbor, what have you been saying lately? If it's outside of the will of God, it's not God. So we have to check our vocabulary. We got to see if what we're saying is lining up with what the word has to say. And if it's not, then we need to cast it down. We need to get rid of it. So when God created them, God said, this is what I want you to do. He said, I want you to dominate. That means I want you to rule. I want you to govern. He told us, this is what I want you to govern. After God had put all that in order, he set things up the way he wanted it set up for man. But God rested on the seventh day. Why? Because his work was complete. He was teaching us about rest. If God done everything, y'all, we should be at rest. Because it's already done. Then what did he do after that? After he rested, God said, okay, they're spiritual beings. I told them what I want them to do, but I need a physical body. In order for it to get done, in order for them to reign here on earth. But this is what he said to y'all. He said, not only do I want you to rule and reign, he said, I want you to multiply. I want y'all to catch this. See, we miss it because sometimes we want to miss it. He said, I want you to multiply, and I want you to subdue the earth. He said, I want you to rule it, govern it, but you got to multiply on the earth. How are you going to multiply? By husband and wife coming together, male and female. The Bible said he created male and female. Check this out. The Bible said he created male and female to multiply, but they don't multiply outside of marriage. People get so upset when you bring truth to the table. They're thinking that we're supposed to have all this stuff with male and female, but everybody's out of order. Everybody's born from a different... Yeah. That's why we have everything going on. Two children in the house got different daddies. One think one way, one think another way. That's not the way God intended for it to be. Okay, it happened. God is a forgiving God. But when you know truth, you don't go back out there and do the same thing. Y'all don't catch it with Joseph. Joseph and Benjamin had a different mama. Had the same daddy. But what did his brothers do to him? Threw him in the pit. You would think because they had the same daddy that they would come together. Wouldn't you think? But no. They're supposed to have been serving the same God, and they should have been coming. They were getting the same teaching. But what did the enemy throw in there? Jealousy. And jealousy is cruel as the grave. But God created us to dominate, to rule, to govern this earth. And after he created, he formed a body from what? The dust of the ground. He had to blow his breath into that body for it to become a living soul, the breath of life. When your breath leaves you, 
your life leave you, right? So what did he do? When he created Adam, check this. That was male and female in that one body. Adam was male and female. Some people look at that. Well, man was on the earth before woman. No, both of them were. Because Eve was already inside of Adam. So when he told Adam, this is what I want you to do, he was talking to the woman just like he was talking to Adam. So after this all happened, and I'm moving along because this is what God wants you to know. So they had to rule over what God had given them to rule, right? They were husband and wife. But look how God did that, y'all. Check this out. First, he said he created male and female. He said, let's create them in our image. And the image in that likeness of God, God was the spirit. So we was going to be created as spiritual beings, right? So after he created us as spiritual beings, he told us what he wanted us to do, to reign, to rule, to govern the earth. Then he made a body and then he put man in that garden to take over that garden, to tend to that garden, to watch over that garden, to keep that garden, to work that garden. And then he allowed man to begin to name the animals, didn't he? So that's what he allowed man to do. So they started ruling and reigning. But then what did he do? He said, I don't want man to be alone. So he took out of that man, the woman. And what did that man say? This is bone of my bone. This is flesh of my flesh. So that man recognized that they were one at that point, right? So they were one, but they had the same authority. God gave them the same mandate to rule and to reign, to govern the earth. Eve had it as well as Adam. We know they lost that right, right? Okay, when they lost that right, they were in the garden. There was no sickness. Guess what, y'all? In the Garden of Eden, the body didn't know nothing about being sick. Nothing. Didn't know nothing about death. (laughs) Didn't know nothing about being without none of that was there because God made it for them to have everything that they needed and the enemy want to come in and take that authority from them look at what the enemy is doing to us he's trying to make us think you cannot bring change to this earth and you got the father the son and the holy spirit on the inside of you the word is there with you And what he wants you to do is speak life to where you see death. But we feel like what I say is not going to matter. Do you know why our bodies cut up so much? Because it's not used to death. Y'all didn't know? Your body's not used to death. It's used to life. When people get high blood pressure, where did it come from? It either come from overeating. Your body used to gluttonous or sin. Your body ain't used to worry. God didn't create your body to worry. He didn't create you that way. So when worry come, when oppression come, what happens to that body? It go haywire. Like, wait a minute. This is not how it's supposed to be. Why? Because the creator and maker did not create you, uh, create you that way. So that's why our bodies get all out of whack. This is why things go on because God said, I didn't create you this way. Why do you think God told his covenant people, do not intermingle with people of other nations? Because I don't want that seed mingling with your seed because you're going to end up doing what that seed is doing. He said, I want you to stay away from them. Don't marry them. Don't come in contact with them because you're going to end up doing what they do. What do we see here on earth? Even Christians. Whom you associate with is whom you become. 
Come on, when you never had an attitude and you hang around a person with an attitude, then you develop their attitude and you're like, where'd that come from? Because you done been around a person with an attitude. God said he want us to rule and reign on this earth. And the only way we could do it is we have to know that God said the heavens and the heavens are the Lord. But the earth he has given to the children of men. That means y'all catch this because some people ain't caught it yet. People are saying, well, I'm waiting on God. There's a different waiting. I'm waiting on God because he's in control. God is sovereign. That's wrong. God is in control. But he turned that over to you. He gave you the keys. He said, unless you speak, I can't move. I gave you control of this earth. He said, I have given this earth to the children of men. So if you don't say nothing, nothing is going to get done. He said, I cannot open up heaven for you until you speak here on earth. But people don't believe that. They say God is in control. He do what he want through you. He does what he need to do through you. You're his ambassador. You're his representative. You're the one that takes orders from him and carry it out here on earth. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and the world and all that dwell therein. But he has turned over the authority unto you. This is why, y'all, the Bible said men ought to always pray. Why? Because if you don't pray, heaven can't help you. Always pray and not think. You got to pray according to the word. God's only going to hear his word. God has set up a government. God is not about politics. I'm going to say this. He's not about politics. He's about government. And he set up his government the way he wanted to be. Not the way man wanted to be, but the way he wanted to be. He don't want no dictators. You better know what God is doing. That's why you don't depend on man. You depend on God. And when you know God's way of doing, you don't go outside of God's way no matter what man say. Because you represent his kingdom. And the Bible say his kingdom rules over all. God has set up things the way he want them to be set up. But he want people to recognize I rule this. You don't rule nothing. We supposed to represent him to the point, y'all, that whatever he say, that's what we do. Go back in the Bible, y'all. Let's start with Noah, okay? Remember when God was forewarning them that there was a flood that was going to come? They didn't want to hear what God had to say. God put Noah there to forewarn them to carry out what he wanted to be carried out, right? God saw how wicked man was, how evil man was. He saw the wickedness. He saw the evil on the earth. But God said, I have a way. And my way is going to bring life. But the other way is death. So guess what Noah did? He told them what was right. He kept building that ark. They didn't want to hear Noah. Then they went into the ark. He did everything God said. And what did God do? He shut the door. And the people that did not want to hear, what did they do? They died. 
So we look at Noah's life. God used Noah. Then you go to Abraham. God used Abraham. He had to take him from amongst those people that was living wickedly. And Abraham had to hear God. He had to do what God told him to do. Who did he get his orders from? It wasn't from Abraham. It was from God. And then God had the audacity to say, Abraham, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. And Abraham like, huh? You know my wife. Here she is. She can't have no kids. And you telling me? But Abraham believed God, and that's why he was counted righteous, because he believed in a God, and it looked like in the natural it wasn't going to be done. God waited till this man got 100 years old and now said, it's time for you to bring forth Isaac. Come on, man, don't do that. God had to do something outside of man to let man know, I am God. So if you're comparing God to man, you don't really know God. There is no comparison, y'all. God is God all by himself. So when we go through the whole Bible, and I'm getting somewhere with this. God said during this pandemic, Christians have not been using their authority. They have not been using the the keys to the kingdom. God said, I give you keys to the kingdom to bind and to loose. Catch it, whatever you bind. Who did he say had to bind it? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Because if he said that, why are we waiting on God to do it? He said, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound where? Whatever you loose. Who got the loose first? And then God's going to loose it where? So what are we doing? We're sitting here doing a pandemic, talking like the world, acting like the world, doing like the world does, instead of doing like the word of God tell us to do. Throughout the whole Bible, they lived through famines, they lived through plagues, but they lived through it. Didn't they get through it? How did they get through it? Believe in God. What did God tell you guys? The only way you're going to get through this pandemic is to believe. Believe who? Believe in me. No matter how worse it gets, you still got to believe that I'm God. And I have given you the authority to govern here on earth. And if you don't do it, it's not going to get done. You cannot be like a windshield wiper. One day God can, the next day God are you. You can't be double-minded. The word said when you double-minded, you unstable in all your ways. You can't even have your thinking toe up. You may not say it, but you're thinking it, so that means you still ain't believing it. Because he says, a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. Come on, we got to be like that man when he was having problems with his child. He He said, I believe you, but help my unbelief. Because unbelief come in at times, y'all. It gets in the way. But when we remember who we are in him... When we remember what he said to us, we cannot deny what's going on around us. You cannot deny that COVID-19 ain't here. It is here. But our focus don't be on COVID-19. Our focus is on God. It's on what he says. He said, no evil shall befall us. Neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. Because he said, for he has given his angels. Charge over us to keep us and guard us in all of our ways. But I got news for you. Those angels only hearken to the voice of God. Come on, God even set that up. 
He gave us the keys to the kingdom, but he said, you're not by yourself. He said, I'm giving you power through the Holy Ghost. He said, I'm giving you gifts of the Spirit. I'm giving you fruit of the Spirit. I have to give you what you need to live here on earth to carry out what I need for you to carry out. He said, I'm even giving you the angels to move according to my word. They're not going to move outside of my word. They only hearken unto my word. If the angels only hearken unto his word, then why aren't we hearkening according to his word? The angels don't move, not less it's the word of God. So what make us think that when we speak in opposite to the word, we're going to get what God has provided? We're not going to, y'all, we need to quit playing. We need to be real. But this is why we're where we are today, some of us. Jesus told the father when he got ready to go back to the father, he said, father, don't take him out of the world. That's what he said. But the thing that he said was, Sanctify them through truth. For thy word is truth. Sanctify means set them apart. If you're looking like the world, it's because you ain't in truth. If you're looking like the world and acting like the world, it's because you're not in truth. Even though you've been made holy by him on the inside in your spirit, He wants us to live a holy life. And the only way we can live a holy life is according to the word of God. God's kingdom, God wants us to bring his kingdom to the earth. He wants us to bring his way of doing y'all to the earth. And his way of doing is not going to be the way the world does things. When you start talking about God's way of doing, evil is present. People ready to kill you. People hate you without a cause. Because you telling them what truth say, you telling them what you believe, they don't want to hear that. They shut the door on truth. They tell you that you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. You need to quit talking that foolishness. And these are people that say they know God. But do we supposed to come off of truth? Off of what we believe? The world ain't coming off of what they believe. The world is still doing what they want to do outside of what God has already done. But it's up to us to bring truth to a dying world. And if we have to bring this truth, we're going to get hurt through bringing truth. But we should know what the word said. They hated me. They're going to hate you. So we shouldn't let haters stop us from bringing truth. We should still love them the way he loved them. But we have to stand for truth. If you're not standing for truth, guess what? Where where are you standing? Even in your home, you're supposed to stand for truth. You don't supposed to just keep peace in that home. There'll never be peace in that home without God. You don't do that. You stand for what's right. The problem is, y'all, let's be honest. We want to keep our family and we want to keep our friends so we don't say nothing. We want people to love us. We don't want to be rejected. So we don't say nothing. We say just a little but not enough to bring that evil up. Let's just be honest. That's the truth. Because we know what we're dealing with and we're saying we don't want, but it's not you that's going to deal with it. It is God that's going to deal with it through you. God know what we need, y'all. He know everything. And our dependency 
has to be on him and him alone. God say, use what I have given you. Use the authority that I have given you. This is only the only way change is going to come. So God showed me one man y'all familiar with, which is Elijah. Y'all know Elijah, he was a prophet. He was a mouthpiece for God in 1 Kings 17. But Elijah went in on Ahab, and y'all know Ahab was a wicked king. He did more wickedness than any king would have ever done. He even married Jezebel, and Jezebel, what did she do? She served Baal. He married a woman that he should not have married, and he knew not to marry that woman, but he married the woman. So Elijah came in, and he was letting them know, according to the word of God, there shall not be any rain. So Elijah came in on Ahab, and he's going to shut him down. Ahab knew what the word of God said, y'all. Don't let Ahab fool you. He knew that if he got out of order, these are the things that God say would happen. There wouldn't be no rain. He knew this. But somebody had to come and speak what God said. They knew it. But God said, I need somebody to speak it into existence. Y'all don't get it, do you? This is written here. But it stays on the pages until you make it rima. Until you make it a spoken word. You can read in your mind all day long. But until you open your mouth and decree and declare. He said, when you decree and declare a thing, it shall be established. You can sit there all you want and lay in your bed and shake your head and think crazy stuff. Until you rise up with the authority that God has given you, the devil is going to take over your house. How do I know this? I went to bed one night and something just wasn't right. I said, Lord, something right. I just ain't settled. In my mind, I'm thinking this, y'all. I said, something right, something right round me, Lord. Something just ain't right. So in my mind, I'm thinking this. And as I'm going to sleep, I'm still thinking this, right? So in my sleep, as I'm thinking all of these things, not quite sleep. This is what the Lord told me. Somebody said the next day. Because you know how you lay down is how you're going to rise up, right? So I rose up with that still, that, that stuff I lay down with. So I said, wait a minute, God. Help me. God is not going to allow the Holy Spirit to help you until you ask. And you know what the Lord had a nerve to tell me, y'all? Can y'all believe all these years I served God? He had a nerve to tell me something. <laughs> That's why I love him so much. He told me, he said, selfish. That's what I was talking to Apostle about. He said, did you recognize selfishness is in this? I said, selfishness? How am I selfish? He said, because when you start whining and complaining about you, why nobody don't see me? He said, you're selfish. He said, you're making it all about you. He said, what you should be doing is finding out what's the cause of you going, being selfish. So I sat there and the Lord said, Take control of what's trying to take control of your house. I said, okay. Lord, what's trying to take control of my house? Did y'all know that all of us have opinions? But if those opinions are not God lining up with his word, then we don't need to be giving opinions. Because everybody's going to have a different opinion. They're going to have a different way of coming in. And sometimes we don't see what everybody else is seeing. 
Sometimes we can wear grave clothes and don't even realize we're wearing grave clothes until it gets so deep within the house. You're saying something is off in here. Something is off and it shouldn't be off. It should be peace in my house. Why well, ain't feeling the peace in my house? God said the first thing you got to do is get over you. He said you putting you in this now and it's not about you. So I said, okay, God, forgive me for being selfish. Forgive me for whining and complaining. He said, what you should have done, you should have rose up and you should have drove out of your house what was in your house. So when God told me, y'all, what was right there in my house, strife, there can be silent strife. Y'all didn't know it? People don't have to talk loud for strife to be in your home. They can hit a nerve and bring it there. You can have silent strife and your whole atmosphere is surrounded with some silent strife. The face don't look right no more. Your answers don't come right no more. You know how you can answer a person and it's differently from the way you used to answer a person? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you can answer the phone, hello. Then sometimes you can answer the phone, hello. That's some silent strife. Come on, I'm trying to help y'all. Your tone doesn't change. You ain't yapping like you used to lap, yap no more. You just kind of dull with it. You're not, you're not the same no more. So somebody will catch that, right? So the Lord told me, he said, I want you to get the strife out of here. First of all, I want you to get you out of here. Because if you don't get you out of here, you can't get the rest out. You got to remember, it's not about you. It's not about how you feel. It's not about your feelings. It's not about that. It's about what I want you to do. He said, I want you to take control over this situation. Y'all, I begin to bind. I begin to loose everything God said. And I'm, I'm here to tell you the atmosphere change. My whole insight began to change. And I said, Father, thank you. He said, you use your authority. See, y'all know what we want to do. We want to have a pity party. We want somebody to say, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I shouldn't have said that to you. Oh, please forgive me. Oh, what's wrong, baby? Oh, it, it's okay. Just, just for... grow up. If they never say nothing to you, you rise up in your authority and you take authority over self. You've got to take authority over self and say, self, you're not dominating this house. You're not having your way. You don't went past milk. You don't got to maturity. Now, don't you go back to the weak and beggarly elements. Don't you go back there. Come on now. If you're going to be on meat, be on meat. Quit acting like a baby. Quit whining and complaining. Nah, y'all don't see me. Y'all don't see what I do. I'm just tired of this mess. Just tired. How's that helping your situation? Let me talk to the ones now. The silence, the ones that silent, that walk around so proud. Don't say nothing to nobody because they think, I ain't done nothing. I know Jesus. I'd rather not just say nothing. Let them figure it out, Lord. Let them see themselves because I know I'm right with you. It ain't never me. It's always them. So I'm in the clear, God. I do what I'm supposed to do. I take care of my family. I take care of my home. I clean when I don't want to clean. God, I'm pressing through. God, it ain't me. That's when it's you. Oh, the proud ones that act like, oh, let me tell you what the words say. Let me tell you this. Come out of them, you demons. 
Because anybody that always want to come in like that. Well, let me tell you what the words say. This is what the words say. Did that describe you? We got some proud Christians. Some ones that think they never do wrong. The ones that think they're always right. The ones that think they know they dot every I and cross every T. I'm here to tell you, you are nothing without him. You mess up just like everybody else mess up. That's a proud Christian. That's one that don't want to humble themselves. And even though you know you're right, you humble yourself and you'll be wrong to say, you know what? I am so sorry if I offended you for real. What have I done to offend you? What have I done to hurt you? Forgive me because it ain't about me. It's about him. And we don't want nothing to come in this house to take us out of our place with him. Y'all, it's time now to open your eyes. It's time now to get real with yourself first and say, God, I am tired of looking at everybody else. God, look at me. I've been walking around selfishly. I've been complaining. I've been mummering. I've been saying, don't people see? Don't they know? God, what's wrong? When are we going to see us? When are we really going to look at us? See, Elijah, getting back to Elijah, y'all. When Elijah gave that word, he knew he was going to be hated. He knew that they were going to kill him for what he gave. Come on, you mess with crops. <laughs> you begin to speak. They thought that was, yeah, he's trying to mess us up. So what did God do for Elijah? See, when you carrying God's word and you speaking nothing but truth according to his word, God's going to protect you. So I want to ask you something. If you don't trust God, you trust in self. Elijah trusted God to deliver the word, and then guess what God did? He didn't do anything until the word was delivered. After the word was delivered, he said, now, Elijah, this is what I want you to do. He put him in a place of safety because he knew Ahab is going to try to kill my prophet. So what did he do? He moved him out the way. But this, this is what he did when he moved him out the way. God knew he had to be taken care of while he was moved, didn't he? So let me ask you a question. If you are delivering the word of God and you're telling truth, don't you know God's going to protect his word? Don't you know God's going to protect the one that's carrying his word? God ain't going to let nothing happen to you. He's going to protect you for the word's sake. And it goes on to say, the word of the Lord came unto him saying, get thee hence and turn eastward and hide thyself. God told him to hide. He said, by the brook, Cherith, that is before Jordan. What did Elijah do? He heard God. He moved according to what God said. But then this is the, the catcher here. And he said, and it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook. And look what God said. And I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Elijah knew that's an unclean bird. You're going to send an unclean bird to me to feed me. And these birds don't look out for nobody but themselves. See what God did? He took something that man thought that God, he took something foolish to conform the wise. So the bird fed Elijah. They fed him. They gave him what he needed. God sustained who? Elijah. When that brook went dry. Didn't God tell Elijah, this is where I want you to go. 
Is that not trusting God? Is that not depending on God? So Elijah followed who instruction? He followed God instruction. So I want to ask y'all something. If God is not telling you to hide, why are you hiding? Some people don't get it. Wherever God tell us to go, that's where we need to go and God's going to protect us. He's going to protect us because he's our protector. But he wants us to take the word with us. When we take the word with us and we deliver that word, God has already protected you because of the word's sake. So this is what I'm saying today, y'all. It is time to spend more time in his presence, in his word, getting to know what he's saying, not what man is saying, because man don't know right now. God is above man. He said he's not man. He made that clear in the word of God. So our trust cannot be in man. It has to be in God. Man, some men have good intentions. They have a way that they feel like it's going to be right. But there is no failure in God. There is failure in man. Don't look for man to fix nothing outside of God. This is why we have to speak according to the word. So when you hear something that's not right, you take the word and you hit it with the word, hit it with life and say, no, that's not God's way. That's man's way. This is what God is saying. God has given you authority. He has given you right. And he wants us to bring his kingdom to the earth so people know that there is a God, that God does exist because they know that man didn't do this. God done this. And every time God come in during this pandemic, people get more madder and say, y'all crazy. Y'all shouldn't be doing this. Y'all should be doing this. Stay home and we can come back out and play. Stay in your house. Stay in lockdown. Can I tell you something? Lockdown all you want. When you come out, you're going to be dealing with the same thing. So let's go to the word of God above everything else. And let's seek him with all our hearts and say, God, deal with me so I can deal with the people. God, whatever's going on with me, God, I need you to help me with it. Because nobody's perfect except in their spirit, y'all. And I'm going to tell you this. Remember, God is about government. He's not about politics. God wants his government set up on earth the way God intended for it to be. God is bringing back, y'all, the way he intended for it to be. And he's doing it through us. There's no other means except his children, his sons, and his daughters. We have to bring the kingdom here on earth. That's why Jesus healed, delivered, set people free, cast out demons. Jesus done all of this. Why? Because he was showing them God's rule. He was showing them God's way of doing things. Y'all, if we keep going to man instead of using what we have, how are they going to see Jesus? How are they going to see God? If we keep sending man other places instead of giving them life from the word of God how are they going to know that God exists they're going to depend more on man you don't send man away from your house if they're coming to your house God sent them there for a reason and you're supposed to be so full of him you don't let them leave without the life that God has put in you and allowing it to come out of you no you don't have to leave this way 
Because God said he shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And there's a way that God want to supply your needs. I don't know which way it is, but God is saying, be strong in him and in the power of his might. And all of a sudden, God said, the need is in your house. God, what's in my house? And God go take you to something in your house. And he tell you, give them this. Why? Because God knows what's best, y'all. So God want us to look to him and not man. Y'all, please look to God. Man cannot save you in this. Man is there to help you the best way they can. That's why we pray for man. We don't talk about him. Y'all hear that? You pray for him. You don't talk about him. Because God loves us all. He don't look at color. He loves us all. You pray for man when they're in the wrong. And you love them and you allow them. You begin to speak. Say, God, put somebody in their path. So they can bring them to you. So they can get that life that they need. This is what God wants us to do, y'all. It's all in here. And every time I go in here and come out, I do shake my head because I say, God, I don't want to go down like this. God, people need to get to know you more than they get to know man. They need to see you for who you really are. God, use me the way you want to use me, not the way I want to be used. God, I want to seek you more than I'm seeking the gifts. We got people seeking the gifts to showboat on the gifts, trying to make it about them and not make it about him. Things are popping up even the more, y'all. Remember God told y'all how the, you're going to start seeing people that you thought were but ain't? I don't know if any of y'all watch Sweetie Pies on television and how the son, he served all them years in prison. He was talking about Black Lives Matter. He was going to these different places, encouraging black folks on what they supposed to do, how they supposed to do it. And then he started cutting the food by opening stores and his mama's under his mama's name. She sued him for a hundred million dollars. And, you know, him and his mom come back together with that. She was proving to him, this is my business, not yours. But he was getting all high up there, you know, wanting to be exalted. That ain't the end of it, y'all. Then he's going to turn around and he, there was accusations with him beating on the women that he was with. Nobody didn't want to believe that. No, not that man. That man, he's a good person. He was out there saying black lives matter. So guess what recently happened? When the nephew got shot, that was in 2016, this man went to the place with his, this was his brother's son. The brother was already dead. He went to the place with his mother and said, the only one left is me, my cousin, and my son, the men in the family. He went right to the place where all this happened. He cried. They're on TV talking about how they hated this was going on. And then the owner of Sweetie Pie, she said, we brought him here to help him. He graduated. He was doing good. Her very own son hired somebody to kill his nephew. Had him gunned down. Policy take two years for it to come in effect. He took it out in 2014 for 450 some thousand dollars. The boy died in 2016. His own nephew. 
You can't trust man. Money is the problem, people. You cannot trust man. You mess with their money, you mess with their life. So this young boy, dead, set up by his uncle. Now the mother, the only one, both sons gone. Grandson gone. She in her 80s. If you can't trust God, who can you trust? Y'all, this is happening around us. You find out how much people love you. You really do. That's why you got to put your trust in God and God alone, y'all. Use your keys. Use your authority. Allow God to show. And please, y'all, I have to say this. People have a right to choose. And they're going to choose according to what they believe. Right? If you're a Democrat, you be whom you are. If you're a Republican, you be whom you are. But I know who I am. I vote Jesus. Because I'm not about politics. I'm about the word and the word tell you what to do. And if anything is outside of this word, I'm going to tell you what the problem is. People have been in places all their lives for so long with nothing. And anybody that want to take your money, take your social security, take whatever you got from you, you saying, I don't care what they, <laughs> uh-uh, you ain't taking that from me. See, I'll trust in God. This is what God is saying. I want to be your king first. I want to be your president first. If I cannot be first in your life, I don't care who's in that seat. It ain't going to work. Listen to what I say. It ain't going to work. People get mad when you talk this way. I'm talking truth, y'all. And these days and time, you better know whom you are voting for. You don't vote according to your pocketbook. Listen what I'm saying. Because as of right now, no Democrat or Republican is sending you nothing now. They're bickering and fighting amongst each other and they up there with the millions and people down here can't make it. You know why they're fighting? It's election time. Y'all better understand what I'm saying. Don't be waiting on all this stuff. It's good for it to come though. Don't get me wrong and to pay off some bills. Now, it's good for it to come. But don't be sitting here waiting on that to save you. You better seek God and ask him, God, what would you have me to do in this, in this time? Because man might not send you nothing. So how have you been making it? Before the stimulus, before COVID? God. So he said, put me first in everything. If you want to see change, start praying that the hearts of man is turned towards me. Y'all, guess what? We supposed to be doing that. Turn their heart, God, towards you. Yes, they're acting a fool, but God, you still love them. Turn their hearts back towards you. Turn their hearts. Look at these wicked kings. But Daniel lived through a wicked king. All of them did. Why? Because they was preaching truth. And that's what we have to do.
We will make it when we trust God. And some people say, I hear what you're saying, Mantha, but it's more than that. You got to stand up for what you believe. If it ain't according to this, I don't believe it. I'm being honest. If it don't line up with what this word say, I don't believe no man. Not even my husband. True that, honey? Y'all can call me anything you want to call me. I love him, but God is above him. Because if anything ever happened, I have to still look up. Y'all better get it right. God got to be first. Use your keys. Use your authority. And you'll start seeing change. Quit fighting with one another. Because of this election, people in the church is turning against one another. They are. It shouldn't happen. We should be coming together as a body. Quit taking up for man and take up for the word. Somebody say something about President Trump, people ready to kill you. Somebody say something about Biden and whatever her name is, people try to kill you. Why y'all like this, people? Y'all serve God, not Biden and not Trump. Trump can take up for himself. He's doing greatly. Make no sense. All on the internet. Put Jesus on the Facebook. Put little slurs about Democrats, about Republicans, Christians. We ain't about that. We're about Jesus. Only thing you got to do is give them what the word is saying. You don't have to give them a name. Give them Jesus. Say, I don't know about Trump. I don't know about Biden. But I'm going to tell you about what Jesus said. I don't see that with Christians. Trying to take up for man. Who is man that you should be mindful of them? Getting mad because you say, who, this is who. You better not tell people who you're voting for. Your Christian folks kill you. They'll shoot you dead with their mouth. They won't have nothing else to do with you. You tell them who you're voting for. Everybody ain't in the same place, y'all. So keep it to yourself. Don't bring that mess up in here. I ain't playing. You tell them according to the word. You don't have to name who you are. You, you, you are who you are in him. Don't bring that mess up in here. Bring the word up in here and let people decide according to the word. Not according to this, that, or the other. Because if y'all follow either, every one of them, none of them ain't right. None of them. They ain't where they need to be. None of them. And you can't say they are. None of them. All of them still got a long way to go. If this one told one lie and that one told many lies, both of them are liars according to the word. A lie is a lie. Come on, go in your word. Well, at least this one ain't doing this, but that one is doing that. So if you don't vote according to him, you're going to mess up. I'm telling y'all the truth. And whoever's watching this, I do not care how mad you are. Truth is truth. I don't vote black. I don't vote white. I vote Jesus. 
That's just how I am because he loves all of us. So people can get mad all they want. The problem is it's the way people grew up in society. Their minds need to be changed according to the word of God. You don't be conformed to what happened 20 years ago. You be transformed by the word of God. Not by what happened to you. You're a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The grudge I had 20 years ago, I shouldn't have that grudge once I become born again and renew my mind. I'm supposed to let that go. You took from me 20 years ago. Now I'm giving to you. That's going to help them know your God. Because how can you give to me and I took from you? Because that's how God is. Y'all please get in the word. Please hear what the word is saying before you make a move on anything. Because new world order is being set up. New world order is being set up. They want one world religion. Y'all don't catch it? Meaning that we got to serve one world religion. You know when the Constitution say you have freedom of speech, of whatever it is? Guess what they said? Freedom of religion? That means any religion. Any religion. It don't mean just ours. It means any. They, they left it open. Whatever God you want to bow down to, bow down to them. That's what they're saying. But you better know who your God is. Come on, y'all, wake up. Wake up. This is what wakes you up. The word is the only thing that's going to keep you. Because whoever get in that seat, what they promised then, they have, they're subject to change because they're man. They're man. They will change when the pressure get up. They're going to change because they want to please man, not God. That's why we have to pray. And seek his face. Because at the end of the day, the only one going to take care of me is God. And he used man to do it. Because as I pray, he touched somebody's heart and say, pay off all her debt. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So look, I don't, this, this is why I don't depend on church folk. Because God can send somebody outside the church to do it. You don't depend on who's in the house. God used people outside the house because he know what the house has. So I never say, Teresa, now you know what you got. You need to give up what you got, girl. Quit playing around with my money. It's God's money. God owns everything. So we don't look the man, we look the God. So I say, God, send whomever you want to send. Touch whomever heart you want to touch. You know what the need is. God, let him sow the seed. That's word. That's word. Because you know if it ain't in your house, it's in somebody's house. So he's sending that angel apostle to somebody's house to fulfill that need for you and bring it back to your house. So when you get a knock on the door and say, God heard your cry, here is the check. Just say hallelujah anyhow. Take it. And say, God bless, and close the door quick and get to the bank. Man will change their mind. I'll be behind the door telling my husband, thank you, thank you, thank you. Get to that bank. Trust God, y'all. That's the whole thing. Trust God. Hear what God is telling you to do, and he know your heart. And as long as he know your heart, 
you're going to do the right thing according to his heart. Amen? So use your keys. Know that you have authority. And nothing is going to get done down here unless you begin to speak according to God's word. Quit saying God's in control. (laughs) He's given you the control here. He got it in heaven. You got it down here. Use your keys and quit faking it to make it. Either you are or you're not. Amen? We have any announcements? Okay. We all good? God is so much a protector, isn't he, y'all? He protects us for all things, but we have to listen, don't we? When he said, tell us to go left, we go left. He tell us to go right, we go right. Sometimes we don't understand, but we be obedient and it saves our lives. Amen. So hear the the word of the Lord. Come on, Lofton. Amen. These are our church announcements for today. Sunday school is every Sunday morning at 9.45 a.m. Praise and worship service is every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Clem School of Ministries is is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Every third Wednesday at 8 p.m. Join Apostle Amanda on Facebook for Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. You can watch us live on Tuesdays at 7 a.m. and Sundays at 11 a.m. And on our website at www.mtdm. And you can go to Facebook and see us also. Um, You watch us live Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. on WSFX Fox 26. And this morning I had a cousin um, that told me, she said, I already watched your preacher this morning. I get up at 6 o'clock every Sunday morning, and I watch her every Sunday morning. And their church is not having service, but even when their church was having service, she's been tuning in for a long time now, so we thank God for that. And if you want a copy of today's teaching, you, you can see myself or Gloria in the back. We have it available on CD and DVD. And ways to send your tithes and offerings in for those who um, are not coming, you can send it to www.mtdm.org, or you can cash app it at dollar sign mtdm20, or you can mail it to Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, P.O. Box 1042, Burgard, North Carolina, 28425. Amen. We also have the podcast that you can tune into iTunes, Spotify, and more. So you can tune into those. And we have been getting a lot of people downloading um, our podcast. So let people know they can tune into iTunes, Spotify, any platform, because it's about 100, right? It's 500 platforms we're on. And SoundCloud. And SoundCloud. It certainly is. We cannot say that we don't have the word because the word is everywhere. We just got to know what word we're getting. Amen. So be mindful of whom you're listening to, and you cannot listen outside of the word. You have to be in the word yourself to know what truth is, and you have to have revelation. Don't depend on somebody else. You have to depend on the Holy Spirit to enlighten you and show you where that word is coming from. 
Um, I'm just up here to announce and remind everyone of Apostle and Brother James' appreciation, which is October the 24th at 3 o'clock. And want to remind everyone to give according to your hearts, and let's bless the man and woman of God. Please keep um, Sister Phyllis and Angel Williams in prayer. Um, they lost their aunt um, yesterday. So please keep that family in prayer. When I get more information, I will let you know. Amen. And download the church. Look, Apostle's on it. Can somebody give Apostle that mic? She's going to tell y'all, please. She's on it. We have a church app, so make sure you go to your app store, whether it's on Android or iPhone. Uh, type in Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries and download our app. That way you can also um, keep up with the ministry as well as you can view our services from there. Amen. And what we want to do, we want to pray for all of our children that has returned back to school. We want to pray for the college students that are out there that um, have to go back to college. We want to lift them up in prayer, and we want to speak Psalms 91 over them. That he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide up under the shadows of the Almighty. And we will say unto the Lord that he is our refuge. He is our what? Yes, he is in our fortress and our strong tower and our sure defense. And we speak that no evil shall befall them, neither shall any plague come nigh their dwelling. For God has given his angels charge over them to keep them and guard them in all their ways. And we have to send them out with that, y'all. Because there's things around them that they don't even know anything about. Because COVID-19 cannot be seen with the natural eye. It's an invisible force, amen, that's coming from the kingdom of darkness. So we have to enlighten our children because they're going to hear stuff in school. They're going to see stuff that's going to try to bring fear to them. And we have to let them know, fear thou not, because God is with you. Be not dismayed because he is God. He will strengthen you. He will help you. He will uphold you with his right hand of righteousness. God didn't give you the spirit of fear, but the power of love and of a sound mind. I sought the Lord, and he has delivered us from all of our fears. We have to keep reminding them on a daily basis. When you bring them up in the fear of the Lord, and when they have that fear of God, when they're trusting God, they dwell in safety, y'all. They will. We have to know that our children are dwelling in safety outside of what's going on because we really don't know who's around us. You really don't know what can be on you until it start affecting you. And that's when we use our authority and say, I don't know how you got here, but you got to go. In the name of Jesus, you got to leave this house. You cannot stay in this house. You have no right in this house. You have been dismissed from your assignment. So you go back and tell that demon, the one that has sent you, that you have failed with your assignment in Jesus' name because the blood of Jesus is against you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Isn't God a good God, y'all? Isn't he worthy? Don't he remind us of who he is? And that's how we make it in this dying world. Doesn't he bring scriptures back to us to keep us in our time of trouble and our times of disappointment? Um, I have to say this because the Holy Spirit is telling me. 
If y'all go in 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter, it's when David was in Ziglag. And he was um, in the land of the Philistines and Philistines. And he was not there at Ziglag at the point. He was out somewhere. They came in and they burnt, you know, Ziglag. Ziglag. And when they burned it up, they took the wives, the children. They took their substance. When they got back, they began to cry. They began to mourn and weep until they couldn't cry no more. Even David. David was crying because of his loved ones. How many of us today are really weeping? We're really crying because we see what this pandemic is doing. And it just feel like, okay, Lord, what can I do? How can I handle this? David cried. They cried. It got to the point because they looked up to David. They got mad at David. They were coming at David. David was already hurt because his wives and all their stuff was gone. But one thing I liked about David, and I'm telling you this today, David began to encourage himself in the Lord. He began to turn to God even though they were turning against him. So I know people are going to turn against me during a time like this because for whatever you stand for, even the church, even some of y'all in this church are going to turn. I already know. I'm just forewarning you. Some of y'all hearts and some of your minds are not in here. You're here, but you're not here. But God let me know, you got to encourage yourself in the Lord. You cannot look from encouragement from in and everybody. This is a time that you got to turn to him with your whole heart because this is coming. People are going to come, y'all, stronger than they have ever come before. And this is how you're going to know who you are in the Lord. But David began to encourage himself, and then he began to call the priests. He told the priests what to bring him. And then when the priests did that, he began to ask the Lord, Lord, do you want me to pursue? Who did he go to? He didn't go to the people. He went to God. And God said, pursue. And you shall recover. That's why I have to trust him, y'all. Because I have enemies on every side. And if you're sticking with me, you're going to have enemies on every side. Family going to do you in. Family ain't going to want to have nothing to do with you. And it's going to be right in your house. Husbands and wives are going to be having disagreements. Because when you truly grab hold to this word... You're going to have some persecution. You're going to have some trouble because of the word's sake and because of the leader that you up under. People are going to come against you. And this is your time to stand, not because of me, but because of God, because God is going to take care of me and my house. As long as I'm standing for righteousness, God's going to take care of me and my house. No matter what weapon come, it may form, but it's not going to pop. Prosper, so that's why God is getting me ready for what's yet to come. Y'all get ready because the worst is yet to come. The worst is yet to come. God is telling you this quit living your life as if nothing is happening around you. Prepare yourself because it's happening. It's happening. And we got to be ready through this word. Quit looking at things. Quit trying to obtain things during this time. Make sure you're in the right place with God. Get yourself. People are dying left and right. And you know what hurts? When your family go in the hospital, you can't go. Even when they get buried, 
family can't attend. Yo, open your eyes. You can't even be there for your family no more. That's why you got to give them what they need now before something happens. Because when you're not there, you know the word. You gave them some life. Come on, you can't even go nowhere with your family, no matter how hurt they are. I just had someone that had a bad accident and the sister went to the scene and they say, you can't go. And she's screaming and she hollering, didn't know what was going on. But they say, you can't go. She got hysterical. She didn't know whether he was dead or alive. He'd never been apart from his family. Got in the hospital. He was apart from them. He didn't have nobody but strangers. Yo, this is nothing to play with. Give them the word while you can. If they don't like you, it's okay. You gave them life. Say, I'm going to give you something that when I'm not there, you can always call on Jesus. He won't leave you, nor shall he forsake you. Y'all, it's sad when you can't even go with a spouse. (laughs) You can't be there for them. Some people couldn't even see their family because when they was dying due to COVID, didn't know if they were dead or alive. Can you imagine your loved one in a body bag and don't even know where they are? Throwing them in trucks. But when you got the peace of God and we fighting over election, it's crazy. People are dying and we need to give them life. Even if they don't want to hear it, give it to them. Because you know I gave them what they needed. If they didn't want to take it, it ain't on you. Too many people are looking to how people perceive them. So I'm not going to say nothing. Then when they die, you got to go back and say, I had a chance. And I didn't take that chance. People committing suicide. Because of the wrong that they did and didn't have nobody to tell them. God loves you. Outside of your marital affair. God loves you. Outside of how you cuss somebody out. God still loves you. He has need of you. He's saying come to him. Y'all that's what we're supposed to be doing. But what are we doing? We too in fear of catching COVID-19 that we quit doing what we supposed to do for him. COVID-19 don't touch God. God is in you. And if you're in him, you are protected. And if you're not, God becomes a liar and he said he don't lie. It's just what we believe, y'all. It's what we believe. We're there to help one another. We're there to stand up for what's right. We don't shun people because they got a diagnosis of COVID-19. That's when they need Jesus. And you're the one carrying Jesus. Only thing I know is stay in that house 14 days. Don't come to my house and I won't come to your house. (laughs) That's what you do now. (laughs) Y'all know what we do. Just don't come here. Now, God still love you, but don't come here. (laughs) I ain't playing with you. (laughs) But that's not God, y'all. We follow his lead. Whatever he tell you to do, he's going to protect you. If he tell you to walk in their house and fix them some soup, and you know it was him, 
you ain't coming out with COVID-19. But hear him. Hear him, y'all. Because he loves us so much. And that's why he's telling you all this today is because he loves you. And he wants you to trust him more than we trust in everything else, y'all. That's all. Trust in him. Amen. Now we are getting ready to dismiss. Amen. So can we stand for our dismissal? Yevarechecha Adonai v'yishmerecha Yair Adonai panav elecha v'yichunecha Yisa Adonai panav elecha v'yasem lecha shalom The Lord bless you and keep you The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace are dismissed and remember to follow the guidelines if you want to talk put your mask on but if you're leaving out of the house keep it moving amen